How you doing, everybody? The Jet Comic Podcast Network. Prepare to be amazed. Prepare to laugh. Prepare to be offended. Go f*** yourself. But most of all, prepare to be entertained. Chet Coppick. Jeff Pinkus. This is Unscripted and In Your Face. Yo, Pinker, you know what? We got to talk about this. My good friend John Coyne and American Taxi, they just continue to build and build and grow and grow. And you know this, you can't buy credibility, which is why we always tell our people that they are Chicago's premier suburban taxi service brightest form of flattery but it's also the greatest form of robbery as you know as well as i know how many taxi cab companies try to capitalize on the name american taxi that's true there's the american cab american limo american, american united right american united but american taxi is awesome spring break's coming up no it is it is up it's in the next couple of weeks take it from the suburbs clean clean taxi cabs outstanding service they get you where you want to go and they don't rip you off and they have another nice thing that I like about them that we don't we haven't mentioned. They have flat fares to, yeah. to O'Hare and Midway, and I believe um, f- what is it? What is up in Milwaukee? Uh, Billy Mitchell Field. Okay, so they have flat fares. Like you know, you notice some of the back of their taxi cab. Let's say from Naperville to O'Hare. Don't quote me. You know, forty four dollars from Barrington to O'Hare, and then you know what you're going to pay for. And then you give them a nice little tip, and you know you're not getting hosed on the meter. That's a big deal. Better believe it is tough business climate. Hey, you business people. Or you people who uh, might be going to a social event and believe you might be a tad overserved. Always make American Taxi your designated driver. I guarantee you, they produce results that you are going to absolutely love. Already banned in uh, nine countries and 14 states. Welcome once again to uh, Unscripted and In Your Face, starring uh, yours truly, Chet Kopic, a man who requires no build-up, and from that perspective, I wouldn't give myself a lick of build-up to begin with, along with my good friend from uh, WIND Radio. The pride and joy of South Barrington, our good friend, the Pinker, Mr. Jeff Pinkus. Well, I suppose because, you know, the media here in Chicago is is all just uh, morning, a Twitter, Jeff. if you will, Ooh. kind of a play on oh, words about okay. Ozzy and Oni Gian and Kenny Williams. Pinker, I did say this, and I posted this on Facebook mm-hmm. about uh, three months ago. Uh, what appears to be a, uh, a casual relationship between Kenny Williams, Ozzy Gian, it ain't. Disharmony. Bad blood, ego-driven. Williams unhappy about the departure of Tomei. Ozzy wanted to go in a different direction with his DH by committee. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. I have the over-under under, on May 15th. By May 15th, Guillen will go into a major, major rant with somebody saying, I'm sick. Of Kenny Williams. And they're going to be out of the game. We're going to talk about Kenny Williams. Like, 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 the, after the ball game, Ozzy can talk about the yeah, restaurant and yeah. Oni can this. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why is Oni Gian, you know, Ozzy's kid, who's only hanging around the ball club because he's the son of Ozzy Gian, why is he dissing Kenny Williams' restaurant? Can you explain that to me? Because he's an idiot. And he also hangs around the press box. You know, you have to know your place. I mean, you can't push the envelope so much. Yes, he your had... place in Pinker's world means yeah. you should be out picking lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Already, this is this is the things I get after I, I've had you on my show for the last two weeks. Yeah, let me tell you, it's been the best two damn, <laughs> no, it's the two you, damn best shows you've had yeah, yeah, you've had in yeah. your career. Yeah, yeah, because you're there. The man you know, did work. Roger a- Ebert raving the Chicago Sun Times. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Suicide is painless. <laughs> now, now talk to me a little bit about this fur coat 
that, that you, I understand, on Facebook today, you wrote that you're putting it away in storage. Now, let me just say before you jump in here that you need a new fur coat. You know, if you robbed a 7-Eleven, they would track you all the way your ass to the house because they, though that fur is just dripping, you know, you know. is dripping all the way out the door, and you call that a fur coat. Let me That's tell like you. the Seinfeld let me tell hat. You about a great story that reminds you me. You need a new there fur coat. There was a ball player years ago named Reggie Harding. Play for the Detroit Pistons. Not exactly the brightest star in the sky. <laughs> like you? Anyway, yeah. I mean, Reggie, Reggie and I had a lot, in, had and do yeah. have a lot in common. Okay, well, one of these days, Reggie is back in the, uh, back in the hood, shall we say, mm-hmm. and he walks into the back of a liquor store. See? And here's the problem. Yeah. Reggie's seven foot one, yeah. and the guy behind the counter, Reggie holds up the gun and says, you know, give me your bread, man. And the guy behind the counter goes, Reggie, what are you doing? <laughs> that would be you. I mean, that would be I mean, you. I mean, think about this. Think about this. Probably for two weeks, he's anxiety-ridden. He's driven with all this testosterone and adrenaline. I'm going to knock off the local liquor store. And he walks in. And what the, the, the reaction isn't, here, here you go and take my credit card. The reaction is, Reggie, what are you doing? And, of course, he shouldn't doesn't wear a mask. That's really bright, too. He doesn't, and he's seven feet one. Okay? That's something you would do. You're six five. Hey, by the way, somebody we got to talk about and extend uh, best wishes to, Who? our mutual buddy, Amy Jacobson, beginning oh, at uh, WIND Radio. Oh, yeah. I, I, I want to be the makeup artist who has to deal with <laughs> Amy the Diva at 4.45 in the morning when she says, my, my eyebrows don't look good. You know, Howell, Howell is going to have to double his level of pros oh, by the time this is done. They don't even know what they're in for. Amy's going to be starting this Wednesday um, on their podcast. I'm sure get posted up by tonight, Monday, and tomorrow, Tuesday. So this Wednesday, the 24th. The WIND really has done a lousy job of promoting this, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm not going to even touch that. But anyway. Uh, I repeat, WIND, home of uh, Living Large. Yeah, well, because. You well, need... I think they're taking their time. You know, they're well, going to they... let it find a groove. And Yeah, yeah. The bottom line is this. Now, do you want the truth? That Amy is going is really in for, I, I, you know, I, you know, we love her. You know, I always tease her. I say, you know, you're an idiot, but you're my idiot. So I can say it. <laughs> I love Amy. And she got started on my show on radio. The thing is what she doesn't realize, and this is no knock against her. She thinks that she's going to show up at 10 minutes to 5, la-di-da-di-da, and they're going to give her all this, you know, all these stories. Let me tell you something. As you know, four hours of talk radio is a lot. And not only is it a lot, then what you have to do during the day is you really have to pay attention to the radio stations, to Fox, to CNN, to MSNBC, reading the paper. You have to be up on the issues all during the day. It really is a 24-7 job. A lot of you folks out there think, oh, what's the big deal? You jump into the chair, you talk for four hours. That is the farthest thing from the truth ever. You know what's brutal about something like that is if you go to bed before watching the 10 on at least two channels, you feel like you're out of the mix. No, really it's do. true. Let me give an example. you got to get up at 2.30 Pat, in the morning. It's Pat tough. Pat Cassidy, for years, doing morning news, right. has the body clock set to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. Read the New York Times mm-hmm. online. I understand. Then work his way through the Tribune, the Sun-Times, a few other out-of-town papers, mm-hmm. maybe a couple of international papers because it's WBBM radio. And, and mind you, he doesn't have to express an opinion during the entire four hours he's on the air. That's true. He just wants to be game-ready. He'll go to Deadspin. He'll go to TMZ because maybe there'll be that pop culture story that all of a sudden will land on the desk. Now he's got some feeling about the story. Right, right. And Amy is going to walk in. There's going to be there's going to be one producer. There is. And and okay. Howell, it's, it's, Howell is going to look at Amy and say, Amy, you spent ten years on Channel Five. <laughs> bring bring me your wisdom. We know you got a great butt. Yeah, you know, great. We, we we know you got gorgeous blonde hair. 
But unfortunately, people can't see those items. What Amy's going to bring to that station is she's got a Rolodex that's second to none. She will get guests that they yeah, could never will. gotten in a million years. That I'm going to give her. She's going to do a fine job, but it's going to take her a while that's, to get that's into why, her group. That's why Channel 5 was so stupid to fire Amy They Jacobson. were. They were stupid to hire Larry her. Ward, who I dearly love, panicked. Or or NBC corporate panic. That's what I think it was. I don't think it was Larry. I'm, I'm just guessing. See, I, I, I think it was corporate. I, I, I was told by fairly good and reliable people that it was Larry who pulled the trigger. But you know, I worked for Larry at the uh, at the old Loop, and, yeah. and it just Larry Larry's it's a not funky kind of outrageous guy, right, and you know, right. uh, it it wouldn't it, it's not in character for Larry to do what what happened to Amy. Mm-hmm. Somebody above Larry had to say, "Listen, you know this." This isn't working. The pub is bad for all of us. Why? Because she wore a bathing suit and she was trying to, she was trying to, you know, work a she story. Bang for Craig Stebbick. Come on, her, what's the on, big deal? On her day Anything off. Anything for a story. And by the way, at that time, at the time she's in Craig Stebbick's home, you couldn't have been in a safer place in America because it's only under surveillance by about what two hundred cops for heaven's sakes. Yeah, it was, and and she just got railroaded. Is what happened. So I think it's great. She's going to do awesome. And I'll tell you, speaking about another guy. You know what time? Um, Don from Don in Roma. He gets up at midnight. I'm telling you, this is a big... And you know what? You'll see Don walking around WLS yeah. at 11.30 in the morning. Yeah, these these people work I mean, hard for I us. mean, these guys live these guys live in a world that is very much unto themselves. Yeah, it's, it's a true. whole different world. It really is. And, you know, I, I did morning radio, but I did what I called, you know, uh, like uh, half-erect morning radio. That's pretty half much how... Half-erect? Yeah, it's pretty much how it sounded. Is that what you call Little Chetty? Half-erect? Well, no, oh. I mean, I, you know, Good a morning, Little times, Chetty. Once for a WMAQ yeah. back in back in the day, and once for um, uh, Mitch Rosen at uh, AM one thousand. Mm-hmm. I did morning radio out of my house where I do six twenty, seven twenty, that's eight twenty sports. But I mean, the difference there is you can get up at six o'clock in the morning. That's different. You got the newspaper there. You call in and go. Anybody die overnight? No, that's true. That's a whole different thing. You're doing it from your pajamas. Exactly. And, and, and at 6.20 in the morning, you're on for five or six minutes. That's that's different. But when you got to get up at 2.30 in the morning, and she's got little kids, it's going to be a challenge. But I predict she's going to do awesome. I do. I think she's going to do One thing Amy is, Amy Jacobson, she is a gamer. You know, you throw her a challenge. She didn't go off and die when she got thrown out. She no, went, no. No, no. I mean, she, she, went, she went. I'd like to meet her husband. Her husband sounds good, like a just a classic jerk. Divorced, divorced. She's and divorced. She, isn't she paying him though? I, don't I think know. she is. I don't know. I, I don't ask her those kind of questions. You know, I just want to know what her sex life is all about. That's what I ask her. Oh, I've listened. She'd be. She'd just tear you apart. Yeah, she does. She tears <laughs> my friend Steve apart pretty good. Yeah, he does. Your friend Steve. Yeah, my friend uh, Steve. Do, do you have a last name for Steve? Well, I'm not going to never mention his last name. Well, why not? I mean, I, I thought we were. Undefeated and in your face. It's unscripted and in your face. And I'll be happy to give you his last name so you can Facebook him. You can ask him all sorts of questions, and he'll be more than happy, I'm sure, not to answer him. But, yeah, he's good people. He schleps in all the way from Plainfield to the city to see my friend Amy. All right, here we go. It's time for that uh, moment in the show where uh, if you haven't uh, uh, flipped the dial, you probably... uh, and now we have uh, people have nothing better to justification. Do. They are listening to us. Uh, we uh, we shamelessly robbed from the Chicago Sun Times. Oh, that real great paper. And, uh, That's and a real dear one. Abby, who looks like uh, she's been <laughs> she better heads come out of zippers. Let me see. <laughs> tell me about Let me see. Is that like your date last I mean, night? Look, oh no! Listen, let me tell you. The date last night it was hot. Yeah. Major League Hot Big yeah, Daddy. Yeah, sure she was. Major well, League Hot. Well, you think it's tasty? You got to remember. You got to remember. My different things. My target demo with chicks is twenty-seven to to forty-eight. 
Ladies and gentlemen, let me just say that this guy is the biggest dog. We were standing outside Shea Levey this morning waiting for him to show up, and two beautiful women pulled up, and they couldn't find the street Lemoyne, and he's hitting on them for lunch. Last <laughs> night, last night in my on my Living Large show at 5 o'clock, there's one of my sponsors, okay, one of my sponsors who owns a cigar shop, that we he we had him on for cigar talk. He brings this gorgeous girl there, Rosie and Chet. He's hitting on uh, her right in front of the guy. And the guy, by the way, hot as she can be. Yeah. And by the way, major league tatas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See. And on the way, and the guy could have killed us both with one hand. He only benched four hundred and sixty pounds. Can you imagine? And you go Bench after his chick. Four hundred and sixty-five yeah. pounds. You're a brilliant. You know what I thought? Yeah. You're one of those. Somebody suggested that we we Indian wrestle. Or arm wrestle, whatever the hell you want to Who, call it. Who, you and me? On the air? No, no, the the strong man, the, uh, the muscular cigar Who guy. Who suggested that? I Somebody on Probably I'm... Frankie Boy or one of the other, yeah. you know, morons who hangs around that, <laughs> that got off. You're one of those morons the last two weeks. But here's the problem. You, you arm wrestle with a cat like that who's that strong and obviously in much better shape and much younger than we are, he'd break your arm. He would literally, he might break your shoulder. He was going to break your neck after you kept... You know, pitching Rosie, his girlfriend. All right, let's get down to business, okay? You are talented. We're not here. We're not here you for fun and games. We're not. We're here uh, for dear serious. Abby, dear Abby, uh, headline, Quiet Guy, 64, Gabby, with the compliments for Boss Address Shop, just 25. This is our meat right off the top. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Dear Abby, my husband Roger is 64 and retired. You can relate. You're well, almost, first you've of, got a birthday next you month. You know what? Fuck you. You've got space. a birthday next month, April 30th. You're going to be 62. We're going to have a double ARP right, card you know what? You know you. what? It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, hey, by the way, speaking of I'm which, sorry before for we get to Dear Abby, yeah. I now qualify, I believe, for the senior citizen discount uh-huh. at AMC Theater and McDonald's. He gets his coffee for a buck you know on Monday. You know what? <laughs> one more, one more crack out of you, and your your teeth are going to be splattered all over two ninety four. Go ahead. And and the other half are going to be on on I fifty five. Read. That's uh, that's Pinker. You know, just read. Coughing up cheap booze from last <laughs> night. <laughs> Here we go. Quiet guy, sixty four. Gabby with the compliments for boss. Address oh, shop just twenty five. My husband, Roger, is 64 and retired. He's bored. That We know that already. Uh, he has a crush on a 25-year-old woman who lives in our small community. All problems already. Mayberry, Peyton Place. Here we go. 25. And who runs a dress shop I frequent. Roger is usually quiet and reserved. In other words, boring is all hell. But when he sees Patty... <laughs> He gets fully erect. <laughs> he's bad. He, he goes all woody. <laughs> he sees, when he sees Patty, yeah. he shouts out and runs to her side. He examines every detail of her clothing, makeup, oh, etc., and takes her hand and compliments her on her soft skin, her ring, or the color of her nail polish. From the expression on her face and the looks she exchanges with the other women in the shop, it's clear she considers him a pest, i.e. a jerk. Uh, I have spoken up and said, Patty must have a grandfather your age, or there's no fool like an old fool, but Roger ignores me. My concern is that he's making a fool of himself in public, and by extension, too, signed, Old Fool's Wife. Dear Mrs. Old Fool. Oh, you're going to, go ahead. You, are you, you know are, what? You're going to answer Have you thought paper? about taking the old man to Sybaris, right. or, or Lover's Lane, or just, or taking him to see a porn film or something like that? Right. What's wrong with that? He's bored. He's 64. He's not doing anything. Right. He watches C-SPAN all day long. Yeah. And and you take him with you shopping. How stupid are you, lady? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, What's wrong uh, with why, you? why the hell would... Ro- well, see, that's that's the problem with Roger's life. 
I mean, Roger. Roger wakes up in the morning. He has nothing to do. Right. So let's presume he watches uh, uh, Robin and Larry for an hour and a half or so. And then, then, then he watches Regis and, and Kelly. No, no, no. He watches Dopra and then he watches The View. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then he can watch you on Channel Thirty Two and really fall asleep at nine. Tell me about it. Uh, at nine thirty in the morning on Fridays. Well, Canellos and I have our screaming match. Nice. But uh, my advice, uh, yes, Dan, may, may, may we help you? <laughs> Uh, Dan, do me a favor. Go out and wash my car. We'll call you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Well, Doctor Pinker, I think we have to advise Roger on what he should do. Here's, here's, I, I, I'm just, a, I'm, here I'm in the sidecar. I don't even. Here is I, what the old guy should do. Uh huh. What should he do? The old guy should tell his wife this. You know what? Listen, you old bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had it. I'm really bored. I'm really disgusted. I'm taking out our our savings. I'm going to cash in an IRA. Oh yeah. And I'm going down to a club med by myself. Right. And there. There, Roger can sit in total loneliness, you know, trying to hit on uh, the clerks at uh, Club Med. Or he can go, he can go out to see Dennis Hoff, our friend at the Bunny Ranch, and get taken care of. Or he can go to, um, yeah. If he's here in Chicago, and I assume, um, well, you know, I mean, well, we're going to send him to the Admiral Theater for SDTs. Come on. Well, you know, why not? He's sixty-four. He's sixty-four, and some young twenty-year-old babe will give him a give him a fifty-dollar lap dance, and he'll go out of his mind. Okay. He'll have to get brand new dickies. He should. He, he shouldn't even tell her. He should just go do it and just tell her he's going away for business or something. I mean, we women, no offense. You got to use your brains. I mean, it's just, it's just it's just part of our. So you know what I my predict my my um theory on that is. Now I'm sure this didn't happen to you because you're a media mogul star. But back in high school and all through our twenties, um, it was always the shoe was on the other foot. You know, you're 14, you want to. I want to go. To, I want to go to senior. Or you're 18, I want to go to 20 year old. You're 20, I want to go to college guy. That's I want to go to lawyer. Now, when you're about 28 or 29 years old, the tide slowly. I'll, I'll settle turns. for the plumber. It's true. It slowly <laughs> turns, and then a guy that's 64, like you. Can go out. Oh, uh, you know what? Listen. All right, no, you're almost like shove you. it up that 400 uh, pound ass of um, yours. You um, know. But you, you can get like for instance, your girlfriend Lakeisha. How old is she? Thirty. That's it. They, that rests my case. So you getting your double ARP card guy can go out with a 30 year old. It's very acceptable in today's day and age. So there you go. Uh, you so know. turnaround is fair play, ladies. It's too bad you shoved it up our butts all those years. Now it goes around, comes around. Well, so. you know. By the way, if you find the chick who's uh, forty-two and never been married, perfect, perfect, ideal. And I'll tell you why. At that point, at that point, she's ready for the jailbreak. She is. It's as awesome. far as she's concerned, right. she's been she's been in the gay wing of Pontiac for the last twelve years of her life. Yeah, with Oprah, she's giving Pontiac. It's nice. <laughs> Do you think Oprah's gay? Yeah, I do. Okay. She's yeah. a, so she's a muncher. I think she, I think she's bisexual. So she's a carpet muncher. Do you? Yeah. You think she does guys? Yeah. I think she did him and didn't like him. You know, I think she did Stedman. Although I like will him. say this much. Stedman's profile with Oprah mm-hmm. is nowhere near today what it was five years it's ago. It's way down. You don't even fact, hear him. I, I, I haven't even heard Stedman and Oprah linked together. Yeah. Uh, her and Gail, you hear them linked all the time. Link. Hmm. Remember? Isn't that kind of a given? Yeah, I think so. Link. Sort of like uh, sort of like you and Frankie Boy, your uh, uh, your helper on uh, Living Large. Well, you were gay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your mind? Are you kidding me? At a conservative radio station, gay? Never. You know. By the way, I'm not big on conservatism. Well, hey, you know, next podcast, oh, so you know, t- we got to talk about Obama's health care plan, please, because it's going to it's going it. to bankrupt this country. Yeah, you know what he just did to him? You know what he just did to himself, in my opinion? He guaranteed himself a ticket right out of office because he shoved... Well, I think, it, I think it was apparent even before the vote. Well, 
as much as I like Barack Obama, I, I think Barack Obama, the man, is very noble. Mm-hmm. But it's becoming screamingly apparent with the Dems about to get their asses kicked in the midterms. You're going to lose that he's going to be he's going to be a one-term president. He's gone. All right, so All right, are we. Thank you so much for the po- politics, Mr. Kopp. That, uh, that concludes us. Next time, uh, we'll be uh, robbing shamelessly from Cheryl Lavin and the uh, Chicago Tribune talking about <laughs> she wants sex, then wants it again. Tales from the front, appetite more than most men can handle. Until then, don't forget to uh, drink your milk, brush your teeth after every meal, and for God's sakes, keep on living large. For my good friend uh, Jeff Pincus, for our technical advisor, who arrived fashionably a half an hour late this morning because he was banging his girlfriend, our good friend Dan Levy. I'm Chad Kopik saying, so long, America. We'll talk to you in uh, about four days. Goodbye, everybody. See you, folks. <laughs>